Welcome to the EMSO Talks podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the EMSO Talks podcast. I am Brett Rosen, Senior Economist and Strategist for Latin America here at EMSO. And in the discussion today, I'm going to review some of my conclusions and takeaways from a trip to Brazil that I concluded last week. Uh, it's a country I've spent a lot of time in over the years. In fact, I lived there for a period of time uh, years back when I was in grad school. And is a country I enjoy visiting and have really garnered a lot of interesting information from this trip. I was in Sao Paulo, Brazil, and in Rio de Janeiro to meet with a number of local fund managers, local banks, economists, political consultants, and politicians. And so let's get into some of the conclusions that I, that I came away with from this visit. The first is that the, the local sentiment among the fund managers I met was indeed pessimistic. And the main explanation here is that we had a change in government. The, the Lula administration took over on January 1st, and some of the initial signals from the government were not met very positively by the local investment community in particular. Some of this is due to fiscal signaling. Some of it is a function of some of the appointees that took place within the government. Um, but for the most part, I noticed a, a, a very skeptical um, attitude amongst a number of the major portfolio managers and investors that I came across. And, and they are fairly bearish as well around the fiscal trajectory that the country could well enter, enter to in the next several years. In terms of the economic outlook uh, for 2023 in particular, the sentiment is that it will be a year of lower growth in Brazil. 2022 growth was somewhere in the neighborhood of three. 2023 growth may not be negative, but for the most part, economists are looking for growth of around zero to 1%, and in very few kind of positive indicators for growth above 1%. The one bright spot that came out in a lot of meetings related to the agricultural sector. Brazil, of course, is a, a big agro producer. The climatic conditions have been very favorable throughout a lot of the agricultural regions in the country. So this is going to give a, a nice boost to exports. It's going to give a nice boost to um, the, the trade numbers in particular. And it's something to look out for in, in the next couple months. But generally speaking, the sentiment is one of weaker growth in 2023, which I'll get into a little bit later, can become an interesting political issue as we go through the calendar year. Um, on inflation, th there's, a, there's a little bit more of a positive vibe around the inflation discussion in Brazil at the moment. Um, Brazil, like many other countries, had a double-digit inflation rate um, not too long ago. It's in a disinflation process. Inflation is running on a year-on-year -year basis. Um, a bit above 5.5%, but the view is that this inflation rate should continue to disinflate in the months ahead. And in particular, a lot of the local economists that really do deep dives into inflation dynamics in Brazil are noticing that some of the demand side components of inflation are behaving favorably. So even though the year-over-year -year number is still well above the central bank's target, some of the um, breakdown of inflation is looking to be a bit more favorable. 
moving on a little bit to the discussion about the central bank, there, there's a couple things that really were um, major focuses. The one is that there's going to be personal changes on the board of the central bank um, with one coming up in, in the next month or so here. And so the market is paying a lot of attention to who will be the replacement to take over this spot on the board of the central bank. Um, the idea here, too, is that this is a signaling because the current governor of the central bank, his term ends at the end of 2024. So there will be a decent amount of turnover in the board of the central bank over the next, call it one month to almost two years. Um, with the government, of course, preferring a little bit more of a dovish angle to the central bank, the market preferring uh, a central bank that is that is orthodox and looking to um, deliver the inflation target, which leads into the other debate, which is around the inflation target. The inflation target for 2024 is 3%. Um, Brazil, being a Latin American country, has a rather difficult history with inflation. 3% is viewed by some as perhaps overly ambitious. If you look at expectations for 2024 inflation, they're above 3%. But the president and some others have introduced the idea that perhaps Brazil should adjust its inflation target upward from 3% to perhaps 4 or 4.5%. This has led to a little bit of a de-anchoring in inflation expectations for the upcoming years. This has been reflected in some of the more recent economist surveys. And this was a real big topic of debate in a lot of the meetings. The The first topic is whether the target will be raised or not. And there is actually a mechanism within Brazil that determines a target. It's a three-person committee. It consists of the governor of the central bank, the finance minister, and the planning minister. And no later than June do they determine the inflation target for future years. This is a very heated discussion. It's very uncertain kind of how this committee would vote with political pressure theoretically on these three individuals to raise the target with the governor of the central bank almost certainly resistant to the idea. The other issue that comes into play here is how you would potentially raise a target without causing market turbulence. You know, would you raise it to four or four and a half and then look to converge back to three in a later year? And from a market standpoint, does raising the target open space up for the central bank to cut earlier or not? And this was a discussion that emerged in a lot of meetings, and there was a lot of split views um, with regards to this particular subject. On the political side, I'll take a quick minute or two to walk through the main points. As mentioned, of course, we have a new government in place. They have a couple um, large issues are looking to tackle here in the next few months. One is a tax reform, which would theoretically unify um, the value-added tax at a federal level. This would give a boost to potential growth if it does occur. Brazil has a notoriously complicated um, tax regime. The second issue, which is also of a lot of importance to the market, is the fiscal framework. And so at the end of last year, that Congress approved a constitutional amendment that allows the government to essentially surpass the spending cap for 2023. And the Ludo administration wants to do away with the spending cap. They want to go into a new type of fiscal framework. And the idea here, um, at least based on the meetings that, that I had, 
would look to try to stabilize debt to GDP by perhaps the end of the government of the four-year term. It would look to try to return Brazil to a primary surplus, but it would give more space for counter-cyclical spending. It would allow for more social spending. It would allow, theoretically, for more flexibility from a spending standpoint, perhaps with bans um, that they determine for a primary surplus target rather than the spending cap that had been viewed as, at least by the current government, as overly strict. So, you know, the market and local investors in particular are very concerned about the fiscal trajectory in Brazil. They are concerned that debt to GDP could rise to an unsustainable level at some point. And so there's a lot of focus on what this fiscal framework will look like and will it deliver an assurance of debt sustainability over time to Brazil. And again, this is most likely to be delivered by April. Um, in my meetings to the finance ministry, that's what they signaled. And the finance minister himself has communicated that uh, that timing for the delivery of this bill um, by April. Um, other than that, a, a couple other points on the political side that I would highlight uh, before we wrap up. You know, the, the biggest risk that I really see for 2023 from a market standpoint, is a significant growth disappointment. So as I mentioned, the outlook for growth is not particularly strong, but in meetings with party uh, ruling party politicians and other analysts, if growth really disappoints in 2023, we start to see unemployment rise, we start to see social tensions rise, there will be additional pressure for fiscal spending at a time where the market um, it is very um, wary of any deterioration of the fiscal dynamics. So watching growth, watching the, the job data and so on will be very important over the next months. And, and, and one of the topics that was communicated by politicians and consultants is that usually in Brazil, the first year is a year of adjustment, of first year of administration is one of adjustment or perhaps less popular legislation is being pushed forward. And then by the latter half of the term, it's more of an election type of mindset. In the current situation, that's not necessarily the case. And this rolls into the other topic, which is the effect of January 8th, which was when we had um, the, the riots, let's call them, or the invasion of the Supreme Court, the presidential palace and the Congress. And without getting into all the details, I, I assume most listeners are or somewhat familiar with what occurred. The, the after effect of this is that Brazil is very polarized and there's even a greater urgency on the part of the current administration to assure governability, social stability, and ultimately popularity. And so in that context, that is an effect of the events of January 8th in a country that was already very polarized to begin with. Um, on top of that, the current administration also has to assure um, tacit support from the security forces. This is another subject that's been gaining a lot of headlines locally, especially after the events of January 8th. So to, to wrap up, you know, I, I came away positive from a market standpoint because there is a, if, if one looks at the FX market, the rates market, and other financial markets in Brazil, there is certainly a lot of pessimism and bearishness that's baked into 
the valuations and, and the current prices as I see it at the moment and reflected on a number of the topics that I brought up. But at the same time, I see that from the currency standpoint, balance of payments favorable. The China reopening is very positive for Brazil as an export of agricultural commodities. As I mentioned, the agricultural sector is performing well. The valuation of the currency at the level uh, where it's at right now, around five to the dollar, looks relatively attractive. And you have a really significant carry um, benefiting from the high interest rate environment in Brazil that's also supportive of the currency. So pretty favorable on the currency. On the interest rate side, the, the market is, is not pricing in significant rate cuts in 2023. It's starting to price in some rate cuts later in the year. But given the economic slowdown um, that I described, given the disinflationary environment that I described, in the view that the fiscal framework will be moderately acceptable to the market, at the same time that credit conditions are getting tighter in Brazil. And one thing that's contributing to this is a large, we'll call it kind of accounting issue at a major retailer in Brazil, which is leading to even further tightening of conditions. I think that, that, that the situation is favorable for Brazil and go under with the notion that rate cuts in Brazil will be more significant in the latter half of 2023 than market pricing is suggesting. And with that, I'm going to conclude and thank you to all the listeners for joining. And until next time, thank you.